big big social media guy zion i'm trying bro I'm throwing trying. up tags on instagram right now dude, i appreciate it dude my my uncle ed stansbury he's the one who got me into it oh yeah because he was talking about um the day i recorded i decided to record all my stuff he was like you know i try to try to get west to start posting stuff because it's like content to yeah. showcase yourself and I was like, you know what? Let me today. I just got a new iPhone. I used to be part of the Android gang. <laughs> so I don't know how to act with this new camera, bro. So that day I was like, you know what? Let me get a tripod. So I just recorded my whole lift, the mm -hmm. natty phase. And I was like, I just got on CapCut. And I was like, you know what? Let me just put this all together. And then I was like, dang, this is low-key pretty good. And I showed my pops and he was like, that looks good. And then I threw it on Twitter, posted it in Reels. And that's like 3,000 views already. And yeah. so I came in yesterday and he was like, my only critique is whenever you post videos doing legs, wear the shortest shorts you can find. I was like, well, what do you think I have these on I right know, now? Bro. <laughs> but it makes sense. He was like, you got to showcase your legs and make people like want to watch your content, you know? And so I was like, yeah, makes sense, bro. I'm gonna I know, dude, that's awesome. I love uh, diving into social media, even though sometimes it can be very frustrating, at least for me, for like uh, the content I make. Yeah. Because sometimes... Um, like you'll put a lot of effort into a video and then it does yeah, really yeah. bad and you're like, damn, that fucking sucks. But I don't know. You post a lot of uh, hitting stuff though. Yeah, I do. I try, you know, just cause being a Juco guy, mm -hmm. just trying to get anything possible, you know, just like, it's just social media is like a, a world of its own, you know, right. just trying to just see what happens, you know, just you put a video out there and you're expecting one thing and nothing, like you said, will come out of it. But then you might post a video and you don't expect anything from it. And then, boom, there's a coach that likes it or something like that. So, you know, just it doesn't hurt to keep posting oh, stuff yeah. or just, you know. Well, it helps with exposure because, I mean, you, you're you at Eastern Arizona. Yeah. Correct. And, you know, Thatcher, Arizona, the middle of nowhere, pretty uh, small school, yeah, <laughs> a exactly. small town. So, and obviously, you know, you played in that, you played in the showcase this past uh, fall, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. It yeah. Was, how, how did it was that go? Crazy crazy experience i wish it went a lot better than it did really but you know just to be able to go play at a at gcu and and play in front of as many scouts and coaches that were there you know i was just like i was just thanking god the whole time because i mean for one i was playing in in a, a power five a gcu field mm -hmm. you know and it was just crazy to see like the jumbotron and see like the how hard the pitch was after every pitch and like pitchers are looking back there trying to see how hard they're throwing they are, and all these juco second. guys are like don't know how to act because you mm -hmm. know juco you know we're not we don't have stuff like that right, you know right. and so um my bp was crazy like i was hitting bombs on both sides and like i was like okay like i'm gonna get offered for this but then i went up and i had two k's on the day and i was like geez bro like I faced like two of the better arms, both Central Arizona guys, and mm -hmm. it was like, dang. But you know, I I asked my mom like, dang, like I worked so hard, you know, why couldn't this happen? Like this one day, like I had been training for that showcase since my freshman year, the year before, since I saw those sophomores go. You know, one of our sophomores, he's a switcher too. He hit a he hit a bomb, and his phone was like flooded. Like LSU, the Rangers, like everyone was blowing him up. And I was like, all I got to do, like one pitch could change my life. And that was my mindset going in, you know, just like a kid from Northeast El Paso, just like searching for an opportunity, you know, and, and it didn't happen, you know? And so this fall has just been like, all right, what do you do when it doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. you, know, you got to keep going. Justin. You know? Yeah. I mean, those showcases are great, but 
it's not the end all be all, yeah, you know, exactly. especially when it comes to baseball, you know, because one person's great day is another person's awful exactly. day. Yeah. And it's just fighting through like that, the adversity of, yeah, you didn't perform when you would have liked to, but mm-hmm. you know what? That's in the past. You know, I, I just watched Kung Fu Panda last right. night and I love Master, uh, what's his name? Ugwe. Oh, yeah. His yeah. saying oh, where he says, uh, uh, the past or yesterday is history. Oh yeah. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. So, a so yeah, yeah, you just gotta that's, take that's it one crazy cool. right. Yeah. Disney was full of like crazy stuff. <laughs> you go back and you watch videos like and as an adult, and you're like, bro, this is like so advanced. Like I wouldn't have got this as a kid. Dude, they throw in like adult yeah. jokes for the adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, I think I, I I go back and I'm like, dang, like that's kind of sketchy like (laughs) no way they got away with putting that in there but no yeah it's crazy but yeah like you said one good day for one guy like that whole that whole week leading up to that showcase was kind of crazy like the whole fall i'd been waking up at five lifting at 5 30 by myself Mm -hmm. in the morning and then i'd lift again with the team at 12 and then i'd go have a three four hour practice like juco's do you know and then stay after you know and so i've been doing that all fall and so my expectation for this showcase was like, all right, I've been outworking everybody, you know? And so when it went the way it did, I was kind of butthurt, you know, I was kind of mad, but the thing was my roommate and one of my good friends, bones, the guy I brought for Thanksgiving, they did good. They're both pitchers and they both, my roommate just committed to UVU, Utah Valley and bones just committed to uh, Washington. I'm, I mean, Kansas state, my mm-hmm. man, Kansas state, you know? And so just that whole process of coaches texting them and, just the whole recruiting process. Like I could have been like, dang, like nobody's hitting me up. Like, let me just sit here on my bed and sulk. Like you can't run away because your dorm room is freaking 10 feet across 10 feet width, you know, and that's exaggerated, but like you're living in a small room. So like you can't just leave. So I was forced to really be supportive and really help these dudes and tell them what I know about the recruiting process Mm -hmm. and going on visits. And it sucked because nobody was in my phone, you know, but I started thinking about it. Like it's so much easier to recruit pitchers. Right. And stuff like that because if a pitcher throws 95 bro like yeah he he's, getting, lo- he's yeah. getting looks he's getting looked at because he throws 95 you know but a hitter let's say like for me like i had good bp but then i struck out twice like that's not you can't see how good that kid is like mm-hmm. you could this kid could have bat speed of 95 miles an hour but you have to see him in game you have to see him practice you know and so i think hitters are so much more of a, a complex recruiting wise you know and so that kind of helped me kind of be like okay let me just keep working because i still have the spring you know and it wasn't a end all life's over if i don't get recruited in the fall you know and so i mean it's still i'm in the process right now yeah i mean dude it's gonna be fun i'm telling you just take it one day at a time especially in the spring don't get too down on yourself when you're going through slumps because you know it it's gonna it's gonna happen you know I actually, you know, it's, this is actually really interesting, but I had, you know, Ivan Melendez, yeah, yeah. Um, I had him on er, earlier this week and at the end of his, like towards the end of the interview, we were talking about like there's just the mental process yeah. of baseball and the drain it takes on mm-hmm. you. And he told me that he shared it on the podcast. You can go back and listen to it, but he said he tried to retire two weeks after Wow. being drafted dang and he was drafted in the second round you know he's a big name you know he yeah, won the golden spikes award yeah wow and he said dude he was like he said he was one for 17 and oh, he said dang. every pitcher was just blowing him up and he was like dude i don't think i can do this so he said he literally wow. went to like the front office and was like hey like 
I don't think I want to do this anymore. Hey. I'm going to, I kind of want to hang it up. I'll, he's like, I'll give back the signing bonus money. And, hey. everything. and he said, they just laughed at him. They're wow. like, no, nah, you're fine, man. It happens. It's professional baseball. Yeah. And then like even college baseball, obviously not to the same degree, yeah. but it's still like, you're going to struggle. You just got to fight through it and keep, yeah, keep that, going. That's crazy. Cause as an outsider looking in, you're like, man, that's Ivan Melendez. Like yeah. the dude just broke the record. Like he's him. Like he doesn't struggle. You know, so to hear that, you're like, dang, like he's human, mm -hmm. you know, and so that kind of relates to me because, dude, I hit 111 this fall. Like that's booty. Like that's horrible. Yeah. You know, and so this fall has just been like, oh, my gosh, bro, like 111. I had like a fantastic summer, like the summer I played in Scottsdale in the Arizona Woodback League. And I was like I was batting like 380. I had a couple bombs like. Bro, I was raking, you know, I, I called one of my friends. I'm like, bro, baseball is easy right now. And he's like, take that back. Don't ever say that. And I, I didn't think of it. And You're getting knocked I think down a couple pegs. Dude, I was like, dude, like his name's Khalil. Shout out Khalil. I was like, bro, baseball is easy right now. And he was like, do not say that. Do not say that. He just signed a UNM. So he's at UNM right now. And he was like, you're going to regret that. Like, don't talk like that. And then the fall hits and I'm hitting 111. I can't touch the baseball. Every ball I hit goes 50 feet straight up and comes right back down. And I'm like, bro, like, I hate baseball right now. And then I called him and he's like, why did I tell you? And so that's just baseball, bro. Like, it's just like, you love it, you hate it, you mm -hmm. know. But I heard a saying that it's like 30, 30, 30. Like, there's 30% of the time where you're not going to be doing good 30% of the time where you're going to be doing better. And there's 30% of the time where you're not going to see any progress, you know. And right. so, but that's just the journey, bro. Like mm -hmm. I've, man, I was so excited to come on here just to tell my story, bro. Cause I went to three different high schools, like a Juco and just the coaching switches and just, I'm, it's just been a journey that I'm just so excited to share, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm happy to have you on, yeah. man. I'm glad we were able to do this before I head back to school, yeah. but yeah, I, I like that. He said the, the 30, 30, yeah. 30 thing, because it's very true. And I mean, even for me right now, yeah. I was supposed to like this week, I was supposed to throw live mm -hmm. tomorrow and I'm not even throwing right now. Cause right. I was on Tuesday old going back last week. I started getting like some tightness in my forearm okay. and I was just, Damn, man, what is this? And I was still throwing through it, you know, like 80, 88, 89, like nothing crazy. I wasn't trying to push it, but I'm like, man, like it's just forearm super tight. tight. And then Tuesday I had a bullpen and I was literally 84, 85 and I was just, it was flared up real bad. Jeez. And I was just like, all right, I got to, take Start a step down. back yeah i think i was it's probably i was talking to uh our pitching coach drew marufo and he was like yeah he's like it's probably like just a little like maybe a minor forearm strain something like yeah. that because i feel it when it doesn't hurt in layback nothing like that it's at ball release oh, like it's the a ball pronation, release yeah. yeah like pronation so it could be that just like a yeah. light one but yeah i've just been taking it easy yeah. hammering my um the wrist and forearm series yeah. that we have here that's that's been big is like learning to recover because mm -hmm. like for me i guess it's like a, a winning mindset you could say is for me i always there's always someone out there working harder you know and so for me i think i, don't, I can't remember who said it um I have my communications professor in my head because he's like, you're not citing your source. And so I'm like, geez, like, I don't even say it, but I forgot where I heard it. But he said that um, the ones who go to sleep thinking they did enough always get outworked by the ones who go to sleep, who worked hard all day and still don't think they did enough, mm -hmm. you know? And so like, for me, I can go, 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 you know, and, and 
for me, like, I don't think my body recovers. So I start seeing plateau. I start seeing yeah. uh, numbers dropping because like my numbers, I mean, I'm not giving my body time to recover, you know? So I came home and I was, I went from doing two a day workouts at school and I came home and I'm still doing the same thing. And I got sick and I just like, I was like, you know, bro, like I, I got sick like three days before Christmas and then two days off for Christmas. Cause the facility wasn't open. And so that's like a week. And in my head, I'm like, bro like i'm gonna lose my swing i'm a switch hitter like i'm that's two sides you know and so but i was like you know what bro like i'm gonna be at it in season so yeah. let me just take that time off you know and i took that five days off and i came back and like dude my numbers jumped like in the weight room my oh, yeah. activity lows jumped and it's just like um it just shows that your body needs time to recover oh know? yeah so. i had so this was like two years ago i was you know, putting on weight, everything like that. I think I was like at the time right now I'm like two, two twelve, like two fourteen. So good, good weight for me. And so back two years ago, I was probably one ninety eight pushing 200 yeah. and I got like a viral infection. I got sick, oh, bad dude. I couldn't eat anything. I could, I could barely drink anything. It was just water. Every time I would eat, it would just go out right <laughs> you can so, say that yeah for like a week and a half i couldn't i was barely i was taking electrolytes everything like that because and vitamins and i finally got better felt better so i was able to come back in and i had lost i went from 198 to like 178 jeez yeah in a week and a half and i was like fuck dude like that just it threw me back so yeah. so far and you just got right back on the hump yeah and what's interesting is i after that week like yeah, I was sick, but when I came back, my numbers weren't as bad as I thought they would yeah. be. Like I was only within like 10, 15, 20 pounds oh, within yeah. all my lifts. So I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. So it's foundation of strength still there. Yeah. Like I'm just going to keep working and then yeah, obviously push through that. Kept yeah. Going. There's a difference. There's a difference between taking a break and like just not working out, uh -huh. you know, because I know like this break of of christmas it's like a month for us you know and so a lot of times they say this is the season of separation mm -hmm. you know and so there's a difference between like okay i've been working my butt off i'm gonna take a couple of days off or i'm gonna take a week off and then there's just like i'm just i haven't been doing anything all fall and i'm just gonna take my break off for all the rest of this yeah. winter you know because for one if you're working hard your body needs time to recover but if you're not working hard and you take time to recover air quotes you know, that's no progress and you're just gonna, you're gonna get fall behind the pack, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's, that's big. It's just recovery and just learning what your body needs. Like you were saying, I got sick and I had to lose weight. I was like, bro, I need to get sick. I need to lose <laughs> weight, bro. Like for me, I'm right now, I'm like, I'm, I've fasted a couple of days, like no eating and I'm down to like 228, 230. Mm -hmm. And like, but like I can easily jump up to 240, 245, okay. you know. And so um, right before Thanksgiving break, our coach, um, he called us all together and we have like a couple benches behind our dugout and he calls it the classroom. So we, we went in the classroom and he was like, you guys, you need to eat like you need to, anything you could see stuff your face. You need to eat you need to put on weight. And I just covered my ears with my hands. I was like, don't listen to that. <laughs> dude, I'll go back to school like 250, bro. Mm -hmm. Like my jeans, like. I will just gain weight quick, you know? And so that's been a big thing and just trying to maintain. Do you have a, do you have like a goal of like what you want to be at? I think I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, cause I feel like I'm moving really well right now, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I do want to drop more. I want to get down to like 220, but also I don't want to 
drop muscle yeah. you know because right now i feel like i'm explosive i'm lean like we were just hitting today and like my exit velo is pretty crazy right now and so i'm just like i'm kind of liking how i am but i know when i go back to school and we have the cafeteria food and we don't have anything healthy really i know i could jump up really easily so i think i'm trying to stay around 225 230 just to be able to mm-hmm. be explosive and play the role that i am as a player yeah i mean for for me what i've found so this is gonna sound weird but i know a lot of guys you know if they're a bigger guy mm-hmm. and they start dropping weight sometimes they can't perform as well yeah. as they used to when they drop yeah. that weight because you know their body your body obviously it makes adjustments over time yeah and you figure out how how to move at the weight that you're at and then you yeah. drop weight a lot or even when you increase weight a lot mm-hmm. um your body doesn't move the same so, yeah, you know, your numbers can go down and guys are like, oh, shit. And you have to find like that healthy balance of okay, yeah. what's what's a good playing weight for yeah. me? Or your numbers go up because right. you're heavier, but you can't move at all. Yeah. So like for me, I know the best I've ever felt playing. I was hovering between 205 to 210. Mm-hmm. And that, that was when I was like performing my best in yeah. season. And as the season goes on, obviously you're traveling a lot. So you start to lose weight. Yeah. And I would get down to like 200, 201, 202, and I didn't feel as good. So that's why this fall or like this off season, I try to get a little bit more than 210. So right in that like 212, 215 range. That way, once we get in the season, get going, those first few months, I'll probably stay at that same way. But then once I start dropping, I'll end up in my ideal range of like 205 to 210. Yeah. And then just maintaining it throughout. Yeah, that's been like, I think, because I've always kind of struggled with like, I wouldn't say, I mean, I could say like my appearance and kind of struggling with that Mm self-confidence just because I've always been a bigger kid. Um, I think my sophomore year, I was up to 260. And so I think that now, obviously, like as a bigger guy, I'm like, bro, like I want to lose as much as possible. And like I was talking to my mom and I was like when I was fasting and I was like I was all pumped because I got down back into like the 220s. And she was like, okay, like my mom's like a big nutrition person and so and so I was all hyped about what the scale said and she was like but you're an athlete like and she started going into like my body and the first thing your body burns is your muscle and stuff like that and so I was all pumped at the scale how it said 228 Mm -hmm. but she was like okay but what weight do you move at best what meat what weight do does your body work at you know and so she kind of jumped on me on that because it's not just about the scale you know Mm -hmm. it's about how good you move how powerful if you could stay powerful explosive you know and just so Mm -hmm. learning your body like you were saying and just seeing what you perform best right i think that that's what this time is about really yeah exactly no i just sometimes you gotta take a step back and just look like you said even when you're failing all that stuff just take a step back and then i also liked how you said about taking time off yeah because i used to be like you you know like last year the year before i would do it i would do a school workout and then i do workouts on my own that we do here at yeah. the facility and then this year i tried doing it in the fall and i could not i couldn't yeah. hang man my body was just beat down and i was like all right let's let's pump the brakes <laughs> yeah. i gotta i gotta do one or the other because you know i still want to feel good feel mm. fresh yeah um that's yeah, this this fall this year has been so different for me from mm-hmm. last year. Like JUCO guys know the JUCO grind, but like just from one year to the next, like going into high, going into my freshman year of of JUCO, um, I went in like with 
like something to prove. Like I wanted to prove to everyone that I was a good player because like I went my freshman year of high school, I went to Parkland high school and I was going to be starting in varsity as a freshman or like the summer coming into high school, I was already on the varsity team for summer and they moved the starting first baseman to third just so I could play. And so my head got all big. So my dad was like, are you serious about baseball? Like, do you want to go play college? And I was like, yeah. And so it was around October and it was Halloween. I remember it was Halloween. And so everyone dressed up. And so I'm all living life in high school. I'm I'm starting my cousin. My cousin Dion at the time is like a, he was a big time running back. He was like four star, has like a whole bunch of offers. So on the football games, like I'm in the locker room, I'm on the field, I'm him. Like we'd come back to lunch like 20, 25 minutes late and the principal would just chill with us, you know? And so I was just like, I didn't care, you know? So my grades started dropping. And so my dad was like, are you serious? You know? And so Halloween, I'm living life. And so I get a, my teacher gets a call and he's like, Zion, get your stuff. You're going home. And so I go to the office and I see my mom. And so I start walking out the door and she's like, no, come in. We go into my counselors and they dropped me that day. Really? I didn't tell my friends, my parents, they told me they were going to drop me, but like, I didn't think it would be that soon. October 31st, I got dropped. November 1st, I went to America's and registered. November 2nd, I'm at America's. Mm-hmm. And that was that was hard for me, yeah. you know, just because big wake up call. Yeah, like. just because I mean, in the Northeast, it's kind of like a different world from the East Side. You know, the Northeast is slow pace, no traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just everybody knows everybody, you know. But when you go to the East Side, I was at a five A high school. You know, I went from Parkland being on the top of the world to I'm at America's. Which is I, for it, those of yeah. you that don't know, America's is like a top-notch baseball school. It's it's a top-notch school. I think my graduating class when I was there was like 750, 760. Yeah. And to go from a school where you're the guy to a school where you have no friends, no one even looks familiar, mm-hmm. like no teachers, like the baseball coach doesn't even know me. And so my first memory of going into school was I walk in and I have to get accepted to join the baseball program. Like it's not just like that. I felt like so disrespected because I'm like, bro, like I'm starting on varsity at Parkland. Like you should know who I am. But like, mm-hmm. that's me just being like a big headed freshman. But I went in and my coach was like, where are you from? Our coach Munoz, shout out coach Munoz. And he was like, where are you coming from? And I said, Parkland. And he was like, oh, all right. And then he was like, <laughs> yeah, we can join. And I was like, what do you mean? All right. Like, yeah. But, you know, it's just because Northeast isn't known for baseball. You know, mm-hmm. Northeast is a football, you know, and so that's kind of the edge I got freshman year, you know. And so going through that whole freshman year, it was horrible. Like I was depressed all freshman and sophomore year just because I had nobody, you know, and I was I'd like this is like crazy. I forgot about this stuff until now. But I remember playing Call of Duty mobile under the staircases during lunch, like just uh, eating lunch by myself yeah. and like eating lunch, like in the stalls at America's just by myself and like. I used to pack my own lunches and like a sandwich and like, it was so sad, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I was alone, like literally, you know, it was just me, God and myself, you know? And so, I mean, freshman year was cool. And so I went through all the freshman year I did. I got like the offensive MVP for JV and um, it was good. It was whatever. And so sophomore year coming back, I was one of the only, the two guys on varsity sophomore year. There's only two, 
two sophomores on varsity and I was one of them. Uh, didn't play much. I was a PO through maybe one game <laughs> lefty throwing maybe like 70 miles an hour. I threw a complete game against Clint and that was the only time I touched the field. <laughs> But um, I was a BP god. Like I would yeah. just hit bombs. But oh, especially at America. Yeah, those of you know America, left. So <laughs> left the corners are like three ten. Like it's tiny. No, but um, no, yeah. Sophomore year was cut short because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, and so COVID hit, and I was like, all those guys graduated. I was behind three seniors, all at first base, and so all those guys were gone. So it was my spot. You know, and so COVID hit, and we didn't know how long we were going to be in COVID. And so I said this on the last podcast I was on, but everyone looked at COVID as like, oh, this is trash, like no baseball, like a lot of people lost motivation. Like it was mm-hmm. a make or break time for us, for us as athletes. Like you either progressed or you like Regress. finished. Like there was a lot of people that I knew that were good before COVID. And then I came back and they were fat. They were just like, they weren't how they used to be, you know, because that's like what a year with no official organized sports mm-hmm. you know and so for me i just i think that's where my mindset changed was i was weighing 260 i was like you know what man like this is where it has to get done you yeah. know and so my dad he worked on the east side and he had he was in hail repair and they had like these big um garages that they would have all these car bays where they would fix cars the dead guys would fix cars and in the back they just had a warehouse that was just empty and so I took my bow net, I took my tee, <laughs> I took my speed ladder, and I just got after it, man. Everything I hated doing, like I did burpees, I did push-ups, I did all my mountain climbers, like I did a lot of like speed stuff. There was this um this workout called Insanity. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. No, there, what it's is like it? um it's like this one guy, it's like getting your beach body. And it's like, uh, it's called the fit test. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, bro. Those of you who know Insanity and Shanti, the guy's name is Shanti, but he's like this chiseled black dude. <laughs> and it's like just body weight stuff, like yeah. like fast motion. It's like a hit workout, but the opposite. So instead of work 30 seconds, rest a minute, it's work a minute, rest 30 seconds. And so like, I, I got one of those, those masks, like Bane that made it hard to breathe. And so I was just, I got after it, man. So I dropped down to like 220, 225. I think that's the lightest I've been. And coming back from COVID, I was like, all right, it's my spot. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm going to be starting varsity at Americas. And like, mm-hmm. for those of you that know that, that means something, you know, starting varsity at Americas, you know, and so it was my spot and we had to transfer our money come in and, and shout out to our money. Love that guy. But he was my competition at first and he just outperformed me, man. He straight up outperformed me. And I started um, trying to play perfect instead of just trying to play, you know? And so instead of going out there and the opportunities I did get being like, okay, let me go get after it. I was at first base, like, all right, don't miss a grounder if it comes to me in baseball as a find a way of finding. Yeah. I just put pressure on myself. Whenever you're in that mindset, baseball finds a way of finding you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be at first and there would be a, a drop third strike three and the catcher will throw it to me completely miss it or hit off my glove. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, bro, what is going on? You know, I'd go up to the plate, three fastballs and I just walk straight back to the dugout. And I wasn't switching at the time. So I was just righty. And I was like, I was ready to quit like Ivan, you know? And I was like, bro, like this isn't for me. This is my junior year. Sophomore mm-hmm. year got cut short this is my junior year. Um, and I was like, bro, like, 
I think I'm done. I think I'm done playing baseball, you know? And so I remember going into my parents' room crying and I was like, dad, like, I don't love it no more, you know? And, and just like being living in the Northeast and going to school on the East side, for those of you that don't know, like that's like a 30, 35 minute drive. So I was driving from the Northeast to the East side every day, 35 minutes. I'd wake up really early, have to drive to school, you know? And so that comes with its pros and cons, you know, because for one, you don't see anybody in out, outside of school. You don't see anybody, you know, but also it comes with its cons that if your team tries to do stuff, you have friends, they all live on the East side. Yeah. And so you used to have a 30 minute drive home, you know? And so after practice, my dad would just pick me up and we'd go home, you know, whereas those guys would go do stuff, they'd go hang out. So I didn't feel like I was a part of the team. You know, and I feel like that really hurt me and the chemistry with the guys at America's my junior year, you know. And so that's just one thing I remember is just sitting down. The sun is down already after practice. And I'm just sitting. America's has like a a, a rock wall right there by its field. Yeah. And I just remember sitting down there and having the worst season of my life. Because remember at Park, then I was the guy. Two years ago, freshman, mm -hmm. I was supposed to be starting varsity. And now I'm not even starting i'm not even playing on my varsity team where i was gonna i was the starter all fall you know and so i just remember sitting down and sometimes i would cry but sometimes i'd just be like why am i here you know like let me just go back to parkland at, at the time um the coaches from andrus over there in the northeast they were trying to get me to to go to andrus for all of high school they were mm -hmm. trying to get me to go there and i was like no like I'm trying to stay in 6A because 6A is like the competition, you know. And so um, later down that season, um, I, I'm just still on the bench. I just can't figure it out, you know. And so it's to the point where I don't even put on my spikes. I don't even take my BP top off. I don't even put my jersey on. You know, they brought up a guy from JV and we were sharing a jersey. And I'm like, he has the jersey the most of the time. So I'm like, it's whatever. But um, come playoff time. Um, hold on on that, but Coach Munoz, the head coach at Americas, I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't give me opportunities. He gave me opportunity after opportunity. Yeah, he's, after opportunity. he's a good dude. I, he's a great coach. I would I would do not hesitate saying that I will not be here where I'm at today without him. He he helped me a lot. Just just yeah. like if you want to hear a quick story. Yeah. So he, uh, I played, obviously I played at Franklin, so 6A too. It's on the west side, but we play him and we play Americas. And he, uh, I remember like my junior year, yeah. He was like, he came to my, my coach and was like, yo, like Preve, he's got a good swing, mm -hmm. good arm. He was like, I, he, I think he has a future in baseball. Yeah. He was like, I, I want him to come out. Cause you know how he sets up like the pro workout. Yeah, with yeah. Some of it, Cause it's he know cool. he has a lot of connections yeah. and he knows um some scouts for professional yeah, teams. And he, uh he reached out to my head coach at Franklin and was like, Hey, I need him come tell him to come over to America's on Saturday. Like we're doing a workout for the wow. Red Sox. Went over there, awesome experience. Got to talk to him. He's a good dude. Yeah, and awesome. then that even continued even after my senior year. He was like, "Hey, there's another yeah. workout down at EPCC mm -hmm. with the Astro Scout. They want to." Wow. He's like, "I put in a good word for you, so go." Dang. Yeah. So he, he's a great yeah, guy. Coach Munoz. He's. I and you're you're gonna hear this because you're gonna hear it down the line. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk about him a little more, but he gave me opportunity after opportunity. And he would put me in to DH some games, but I just couldn't figure it out. You know, I was in my head. I, I couldn't get out of my head, you know. And so come playoff time, we go and we're in 
Fort Hancock. We're playing friendship round mm-hmm. one of uh, I think it's by district. And so we ended up pulling it off. I think I think I get two at bats that three game series and I um I hit a pop up and then I got hit, you know, and so that ended our by district. The following week we went to Friendship High School um to play Keller in Lubbock. So we're playing Keller. If you don't know Keller, like yeah. they're the top of the state every year. Like, I, I we lost him our my junior year. Keller is like legit, like they're insane. The first guy we faced out of their bullpen was a USC commit sitting 94, topping 97. Like, but the thing that tripped me out was I started that game. Mm-hmm. I didn't even play against Socorro. I didn't play against Coronado, but I'm starting against Keller in freaking area. And I'm like, I remember being on the on the foul pole line. And I remember Coach Munoz doesn't know this, but I couldn't pitch because I was pretty much like a, a two-way. Yeah. But I couldn't pitch because I don't know what I did. But I was playing paintball and I fell and something popped in my shoulder and I couldn't like throw the layback just hurt. Yeah. It hurt so much. And so I just co- I told coach I was going for a run and, and I tripped and fell and, and something happened. And so he, I just I wasn't pitching. So I couldn't play the field. And so I remember just like underhanding the ball to the guy I was playing toss with. And this guy named Zach, he was usually DHing and he was like, Zion, you're DHing. And I dropped the ball and I, I ran to the dugout because I had gotten used to like just going like that, skimming through the lineup and not seeing Hankins and then just going. Yeah. And so towards the end of the season, I wasn't even checking the lineup because I knew I wasn't starting. And we had some good guys on that team. My junior year, we had some good guys. And so I got I stopped checking the lineup. And so when he came up to me and he said, Zion, you're starting, like you're DHing. I started crapping bricks, bro. Like, I'm like, why am I playing? The one game I don't want to play, I'm freaking playing. And so I'm like, this would be a great game if I'm just sitting down and I'm just watching, like, just say I came out of town with America, so, you know, and and that's the one game I didn't want to play, bro. I didn't. And God's God's funny. And and I started that game, you know, and and all game I had just been timing this guy up, timing this guy up. And Winds were crazy that day, blowing straight into the batter's face, you know, and so we couldn't hit that guy like we couldn't touch him, you know, and um, I just I had that mindset of just, you know what? It is what it is. He can't put me in now and expect me to do anything. And I went out there and I had like a 10 pitch at bat against this dude. And I remember hitting foul ball after foul ball after foul ball like this guy was throwing gas and I was just fouling everything off. And then finally I hit a line drive. It was pissed on like to this day, I'm going to say it was going to get out with no win, <laughs> but it was a line drive. Like the wind's blowing straight back in the outfitter still took like 10 steps back, you know, and he caught it, you know, and then, but then like, I was like, dang, like that's the hardest ball I've hit all season, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think the next time I strike out, but it was still a good at bat, you know? And then the next day I start again, DHing, and I'm like, bro, what am I doing? Like, why am I starting now? You know, and like, it just didn't make sense to me. But I said all that just to say like, Munoz gave me opportunity after opportunity. So after my junior year, we came back from Keller or we came back from Lubbock and my dad hit me with a question. He was like, what do you want out of your senior year? Because for me, like, I'm going to be a senior. Like, Mm -hmm. it's time for schools to start recruiting. A lot of guys on our team are already getting looked at, you know, and so it's late already. Like I'm a senior already. And so for me, I'd been working my butt off since freshman year, since I transferred to America's and it just hasn't happened for me, you know? And so 
my dad was like, what do you think about moving to Andrus? And I shot it down. I was like, heck no, I don't want to go there. Like, who do they play against Irvin, like Chapin? And like for for the, the people that don't know, like it's 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 a lower division of, of baseball, a lot lower, you know. And so my ego was too big to go from 6A to 5A, you know, back to 5A. And so I was just like, heck no. And then I started praying about it and I started thinking about it. And my dad was like, Zion, what's the definition of insanity? And I was like doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. You know, and the more I thought about it, like I've done everything, everything right, everything right, everything right. And it just hadn't happened, you know, and I just watched a video on the Florida State head coach, Mike Norvell. He said, let me pull it up. He said, I just posted it on Twitter. He said, hard work doesn't guarantee you anything. Let me see that is exact word for word. He said, hard work doesn't guarantee you success and it never will, but it will absolutely, absolutely put you in the best position to achieve it, you know? And so I didn't know that quote at the time, but that's where my mindset was at, you know? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a leap of faith, mm -hmm. you know? And so we had exit meetings that week. It's like the last week of school and an exit meeting is where it was just me and coach Munoz one-on-one. -on -one. And it's usually like 10 minutes, like. Yeah, just what what the coach thinks you could work on, stuff mm -hmm. like that. I had like a I had a notebook of like 15, 20 questions. Like me and my parents sat down for a couple hours, wrote down questions. Just where do you see me on the field? Um, do you see me pitching? Like, where do you see me in the lineup? And just just stuff like that. What do you think I I could work on? You know, and based on his answers, was gonna determine if I stayed at Americas or moved to Andres. And so I was like, I'll make a decision after our meeting and I'll call him and I'll mm -hmm. just let him know. And I got to the meeting and I we started talking and it was just was going normal. Like, oh, you, you did good. I think you were just in your own head. And how do you think you did this season? This is the questions he was asking me. And I was like, I think, um, I think I, I could have played a bigger role, but I just got in my own way, stuff like that. And then he was like, I think you are going to play a big role on our team next year. He was like, you're going to be playing first when Armani's pitching and when Armani's pitching or when Armani's at first, you're going to be pitching and just all this stuff like around whatever Armani was going to do. And he was like, maybe in the outfield and just nothing guaranteed, mm -hmm. you know? And, and right when he said that, I just looked down and I started crying and he just like, he looked puzzled. Like he didn't know what yeah. to do. And I just started crying. And I looked up and I was like, coach, do you know why I'm asking all these questions? He was like, no. And I was like, coach, I'm not coming back next year. And he stayed quiet for like two minutes. Like he, he, he had a face of like, I've never seen a face of more puzzled in my life. I gave everything to that program. He gave me, he gave me keys pretty much to that program. Like it was the type of guy like new year's day, I'm there in the morning and he's there with his son and we're taking ground balls together. Mm -hmm. Like that's how much I love coach Munoz. And that's how much that program means to me. Cause I was crying. Like my voice was shaky. Like I put my everything into that program, you know? And so I was like, coach, like I'm, I'm going to go to Andrews next year. And at the time, I didn't know how the weight of that decision. Yeah. I was just saying that because I didn't want to be playing behind this guy. Right. My, and relying my, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or whatever this guy does. Oh, I'm going to just do whatever I do because what he's doing, you know. And so I just made that decision, you know, and I just remember crying. And 
he was the last words he told me after that exit meeting is he said i'll expect i'm expecting your phone call saying you changed your mind Mm -hmm. and right when he said that i sobered up and i was like all right that's a challenge and i never called him back you know and so that summer was a summer of figuring myself out i went on a visit to new mexico junior college and i was there for like three four hours you know and and um coach felix was interested in me he had came out and watched me a couple of times and um but our whole he didn't show me the campus he didn't show me the locker room he didn't show me anything we sat down we talked about mentality Mm -hmm. he gave me a book he gave me homework called the mental game of baseball and it's on how psychiatrists are being paid as hired coaches hired um employees on major league organizations to help the psyche of these players now because of stuff like Ivan Melendez and Mm -hmm. wanting to retire, you know? And so that book changed my mind. It it tells you to change your vocabulary to change. I have to, to, I'm going to just stuff the way you think, just rewire your head, you know? And so that summer I was playing with BNL that summer was a summer of, okay, let me figure it out. So all summer that summer, I was just figuring it out, you know. And so come the fall, I I enroll at Andrus, you know, not knowing anything, you know. And so I feel like I'm a freshman again, you know. But the one cool thing was I, I went to elementary school with all these people, you know. And so because I went to elementary school and middle school in the Northeast, and then I went to the East Side for pretty much all of high school, you know. And so it was like rekindling. A lot of the guys on the baseball team I played with since T-ball, you know. And so it just clicked, you know, and so I started loving the game again, you know, and I don't think that America's was a, a bad, uh, how do you say it? I don't think America's was a bad environment for me. I just don't think that I thrived in that environment, you know, and so I think environment is critical, where mm-hmm. you're at, you know, and so I went to Andres and like, they were just treating me like, like I'm, I was good, you know, like I had never been wanted, you know, like at America's like, yeah, you're wanted, but like, there's two, three guys in front of you. There's two, three guys behind you. Like you're easily replaced, you know? And at the time I just couldn't handle that, you know? And so when I went to Andrews, it was like, all right, like they're actually, in, they invested in me. And the one coach that coach Macias, he, uh, he was the one with hounding me, like come to Andrews since I was a freshman, my first down campus he has a meeting with the team says he's leaving. <laughs> and so he moves the first day I'm on campus. I'm like, bro, like Ouch. you finally got what you wanted and you're moving. He moved mm-hmm. to El Dorado. And so I was like, bro, are you serious? Like, and so we got, um, coach C the assistant coach card coach, uh, Cartagena, he took the job. And so I was just like, I was just having fun, you know? And, um, my mom hounded me in middle school because, you know, middle school, you have like courtesy and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you just answer phone calls in the office. And I, I, I had that in my schedule, my eighth grade year. And my mom was like, boy, you better. And so she took that off my schedule and she, she put classes that I actually needed. Right. So my senior year, I only had two classes a day. I went in at eight. I had class at eight 30 and I was out by 12, you know? And so that blessed me with time from 12. I would just come to the facility. I'd come to Bimo. I'd hit from 12 to like two 15. We had practice at two 30. The period started. I didn't even have the baseball period. I would just show up because mm-hmm. I guess the baseball period doesn't start till like eighth period, but I only had two periods a day. 
you know, so while everyone was in school, in school, in class, I was here at Vimo, I was training, you know, and so I feel like that just made me separate from the pack. I was so ahead, you know, I was training every day. I was hitting machine every day with these college guys still as a high schooler, you know, and so come season time, I was like full fledged, like I was doing everything I was doing this fall, like all season, you know, and so come season time, like I was, I was, I was ready to go. You know, my mentality was back because of my environment. Like my, literally my first day on campus, the coach gave me a bag of clothes. He was like, here, this is for you. It was just a whole bunch of stinking t-shirts, polos, like just a whole bunch of Andrus gear. And all the guys make fun of me. They're like, you got signed to a one-year deal. Right, Andrus. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, Hey, you're not wrong. Like I literally came in and once I registered, like I got a bag of clothes and they gave me stuff, you know? And so it was just like senior year was just, it was cool, man. Like, I wish I can go back. Um, but yeah, high school baseball and, and 5A was was different than mm-hmm. facing Motwood and facing Tove and facing all these big time arms in 6A. But, um, you know, I really got to get my confidence back, you know, and I feel like it prepared me for, for college a little more mentally. Yeah. Now, baseball wise, it did it because I was getting blown up my first year of college, bro. <laughs> like, and in, in, in 5A, I think the fastest or the fastest I saw was like 85. And so I was raking, I had like 15 bombs my senior year, bro. Like, I, bro, I was hitting bombs. Like I threw two no hitters, bro. Like I topped out 82 <laughs> my freaking senior year and I had two no hitters. Like how, you know, but I was just like, I went off, like I made the all city team and it was just crazy. But the thing about that all city team, like I didn't even know that I made the all city team until coach Munoz texted me. He said, really? um, congrats on making all city, you know? And that just shows the, the class that coach Munoz has, mm-hmm. you know? And so before that, my senior year even started, there was a camp at Eastwood High School, like one of the ones that he invited you to, a yeah. bunch of colleges. I think it was like NEMI, Saul Ross, EPCC, NMSU, like a whole bunch of schools went out there, you know. And so Coach Munoz was out there and I saw him and it was like a weird time. It was a weird time because I had just left America and it was just like he was kind of like, what is this guy doing? You know, and so he saw me and, and I went up and I, I gave him a hug and he was like, Zion, like I'm. I'm going to, I'm going to keep sending schools your direct, I'm going to keep sending schools your way, you know, and I, I'm a, I'm going to keep showcasing you and show like what type of a, a player you are, you know? And so uh, just coach Munoz is just, he, 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 he wants the best for you. Even if you're for, he, if he's playing against you or if he's for you, he wants the best for you, mm-hmm. you know? And so to this day, like he's the type of guy that I would want to go visit, even if I didn't graduate from America's, you know? And so, yeah, that 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 definitely helped me, and 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 I do not hesitate to say that without America's High School, without Coach Jesse Munoz, that I would not be where I'm at today, you yeah. know. And so, it's just, it's exciting, man, to to see what some coaches, some coaches actually they they want to see you succeed, you know. But there's also some coaches that are on the other end of that, you know. But um, yeah, my senior year it, it came and went, you know, and I ended up um. January of my senior year, I was still unrecruited, still nothing, still trying to figure it out. I was I was in here at the facility and Cody Decker, shout out Cody. <laughs> dude, I, Cody's I hope, my guy. I hope, hopefully you hear this, Cody, because I'm I'm giving you a shout out and I know you're gonna love that. It's gonna gonna feed you your ego. I know that's gonna <laughs> love you're gonna love that. But um Cody, I was 
we he, he would kind of train me and Ronnie Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another switch hitter, but um, I was just hitting righty at the time, and um, it was literally like winter, winter of my senior year, and I just jump in the cage, just messing around. And I started taking lefty swings, and Cody was like, "Hold on, like that doesn't look bad," you know. And so Cody was like, "I think you should switch it this year," and I was like, "Yeah, like I dabbled it like off the tee or whatever, right. but like switch hitting like as like legit, like that's different." You know, and he was like, just try it this year, see what happens. You know, so I started working with Ronnie like like for like a month, like all of de- December. You know, me and Ronnie started working together. And Ronnie went to Ohio State. He went graduated from MSU, he's playing pro ball now. So I got to pick his mind a lot, you know. And so rolling into my senior year, this is my first year switch hitting. Like yeah. you know how late that is, like switch hitters right. start like middle school, you know, and like if like earlier, if not. You know, so here I am as a senior in high school, barely starting to switch it, you know, and so I'm like, where is this going to take me, you know, and so I, my coach approaches me one of the, one of the days, I think it was like a Wednesday, and he was like, hey, like, two of your teammates are going to go to Thatcher, Arizona, and the, the school is called Eastern Arizona, they're interested in those guys, because Eastern had just recruited a guy before the year prior named Joel Julius. Um, they had just recruited him and so they're interested in these two guys and I told him about you so you could tag along and so I was just the tag along you know mm-hmm. and so their dads paid for the gas um, and so it was just like a cool little trip we went down to Arizona the Thatcher bro if you haven't been to Thatcher bro like <laughs> if a- you blink you'll miss it like it's mm-hmm. like it's crazy bro but like I remember we stopped in a Denny's and we ate there and there was like one person on the other side of the Denny's and I was like bro what is going on like <laughs> i was like no way i'm ever gonna come to this town like this is this is weird just i didn't see anything but white people and so we went we went to the field and they were practicing and then i threw a bullpen i think i topped 82 and then um we hit bp and i hit pretty good um i was getting gassed up by the coach he was going check like, <laughs> he's like i was getting, I was getting, I was getting, I was getting fisted like <laughs> i think i hit like two balls to the warning track but i was like but if you guys don't know about eastern like the feels like 350 down the line mm-hmm. it's huge but um yeah i was getting fisted and so i was like all right like no way i get offered here but the head coach coach chalmers i love that guy bro like if you don't know coach chalmers He's like an 86-year-old dude, has a white ponytail, has a handlebar mustache. Like, bro is like straight from back in the day, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was the like groundskeeper or something, but he was the head coach, you know. And so he he called all three of us and our, all three of our dads in the in the visitors dugout. And he was like, after all of us took our BP and, and grounders and stuff, and he was like, We think you all did three did very good. And he was like, but um at this level, it's a business, you know? And and so all three of us were kind of just like anticipating. And he was like, um, we're only going to take Zion. Really? And so, yeah. And so it just like the demeanor of the whole situation just dropped. And for the next 10 minutes, he was just talking to me, but the, my other two friends were sitting right next to me, their dad's next to them. And I remember feeling so happy, but so sad. Mm-hmm. Cause I've played with these, those guys since T-ball. And so for me to be taking that next step and they're like, not with me, I remember throwing on, on the foul line before we even started the workout. And they're like, I could see all of us like going out to eat here and this, this and that. And 
it's a business once you get to that next level. And so I remember the whole drive home, all four hours, three and a half hours, it was one of the dudes was crying. And I was like, dang, like I felt bad for him. But at the same time, like I was happy because I just got scholarship offer. Like I'd been working so hard, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was just mixed emotions, like feeling, you know, and so that was the only offer I ever got out of high school, you know, and I think that's crazy because I I led the 5A, I led 5A state of Texas in home runs, switch hitter, you know, and so I thought that was crazy that I only had one offer out of high school, but, you know, I had took that as motivation, you know, and I really feel that God, God has always direct me and always like, he's blessed me with enough to keep going, but not enough to make me satisfied, mm-hmm. you know, and so I feel like that's why rolling into my freshman year, I felt like I had something to prove. Uh, I started getting text messages that, oh, you left America's because you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle that level of play, you know? And so my mindset was, I'm going to go to Eastern and I'm going to do one year and I'm going to bounce. I'm going to get drafted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, and my mindset was just like, I'm going to prove people wrong. Yeah. You know? And so they still had me two weighing. I didn't really care for pitching so much, but they still had me two weighing. And um, two way switch hitter is hard if you guys don't know. Like, oh yeah, that time. is <laughs> that's a lot. That, that is like, I don't know how I did it, bro. But like two wing being a switch hitter is like insane, you know. And so, freshman year in the fall, it was like I had that mindset. I was just out to prove, you know. And I was telling Chris, I was telling Chris while we were hitting earlier, I was like, I don't remember a day that I didn't listen to heavy metal. Like <laughs> I listened to heavy metal With every day in the fall, like. <laughs> I was like, it was stupid. Like I was still waking up at five and lifting, but I was like, I was maxing out in the morning and then maxing out at night. And I'd do that like twice a week. And I'd be like, dude, I was strong, but like I dislocated my knee first day of practice. Like my joints were just shot, bro. Like yeah. I was like, I think I got under 550 and I did it for four. And then I was like, oh, let's go. And then I dislocated my knee because I couldn't move. And I was like, bro, like. But, you know, like that was my mentality was like, I'm going to be the best at everything, Mm -hmm. you know. And so my relationships with people started diminishing because I was very like I was out for me, you know, and 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 I was out. I was like, I'm not going to build relationships because I'm just going to do one year here and I'm dipping. I'm going to go play power five, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, God had a different plan. You know, I ended up pretty much POing freshman year. (laughs) I topped 84 my freshman year and. I remember coming out of the pen. I hated being a reliever, you know, and um, my coach told me, we recruited you because of your numbers. And I'm like, well, I'm facing Austin. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have good numbers, bro. Like, But here I am. Like, my first outing was facing freaking Cochise. This guy from Cochise is like 26 years old from Cuba. And I'm like, bro, what is this, bro? And so it was just another level, you know, like it was another level of baseball, you know, and I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. but pitching just wasn't for me. The, the, the environment i really feel like um i love coach chalmers but under coach chalmers we had a mindset of losing already eastern has always struggled baseball wise you know they they always had um had like losing records so i feel like they kind of adopted that so like we started off the season hot really hot but um like we came out we beat arizona western 19 to 2 in our first series it's a big win for the program because yeah, arizona western's good yeah we we called them team world because they had one guy from the U S everyone was from the Dominican. Like you want to, you want to hear something actually interesting about that. So we were wondering the same thing. Cause you know, my junior yeah. college, same conference. And apparently, so the recruiting coordinator 
once a year he goes like on a world trip Dang. to like showcases and stuff around the world to recruit guys because we were like why yeah. like they got guys from australia Literally, new yeah. zealand yeah. um they're good dominican too. republic venezuela and we we're like, dude, how do they get all these guys? And that's what he does. They no, they send them yeah. out there, and he think, flies everywhere. Yeah, the one guy on their team from the U.S. was from freaking Florida, mm-hmm. and almost like, bro, like they have nobody from remotely close to Arizona, you know. And so, r- rather as Eastern Arizona, everyone's from Arizona. Like mm-hmm. our coach didn't recruit out of Arizona, except for like me and a couple of the other guys, you know. But um, and all those other guys were from Texas, so it was like Arizona or Texas, mm-hmm. but um no yeah it, we started off hot and then once you like that mindset kind of kicked in and we kind of we lost it kind of just went downhill or like we'd have a big game one Braden gluth i know he was on here he'd shove game one and we beat arizona uh central arizona we'd beat him game one and then we get freaking railed game two like 19 of freaking two and so it was just like a mindset i feel like 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 we were just adapted to losing you mm-hmm. know and so i know that um like towards the last two series of the of the season uh coach chalmers he was an older guy maybe like 85 86 years old he came up to us in the classroom and he was like i'm this is my last year like i'm done you know and so he was like you guys returning freshmen like you guys aren't on scholarship like if the new coach decides to recruit you he decides to recruit you you know and so that kind of combobulated me i guess you could say like Finishing that year, I didn't play the the, the last two series because I didn't play much at all. I think I had like 30 at-bats all season and 10 innings on the bump. Like I didn't play at all, you know, and so that's including preseason and everything, you know. And so the last two series, it was against Yavapai and Pima. And um, I remember just sitting in the dugout and just being like, what am I going to do? Like if this new coach looks at my numbers, like – I'm screwed. Like, mm-hmm. I think I hit like 120 that year with a bomb and that was it, you know, and, and my ERA was pretty low, but that's cause I didn't pitch a lot, you know? And so I was like, what am I going to do? And we had just finished playing Yavapai. I remember, I will never forget this because I remember I pitched that game, but the coach sent me down in the fourth. I didn't come into the bottom of the eighth. And I was like, bro, I'm warming up for like four innings, bro. Like, and he would send another guy down. He would get hot and he'd put him in. He'd send another guy down. He'd get hot. He'd put him in. And it was like a pitching mm-hmm. duel. Like, like it was just a, a battle of the bullpens. Like everyone, he was running everybody out, both sides, us and Yavapai. And so my arm was done by the time, like, he'd be like, get hot. And then the guy would get out of the inning. And I'd be like, bro, like, and then he'd be like, get hot. And then he would get out of the <laughs> inning. And so by the eighth inning, I'm hanging. My arm's hanging. And then he puts me in. I walked the first three batters I see and I get yanked. I'm like, bro, like, and so I'm getting on the bus and like my head's all down and my dad calls me and he's like, Hey, like you got an opportunity to go play with team FCA. That's fellowship of Christian athletes. We're a big part of that. And he's like, um, so-and-so just asked if you want to play for their team in in Scottsdale in the Woodbat league. And um, you get a host family and stuff out there and you just stay out there. And I was like, bro, I just crapped the bed on the bump. I'm like, dad it's whatever like i'm gonna just i'll I'll talk to you when i'm back in thatcher you know so i really didn't want to go out there i just want to be like because when you're away from home baseball season is like what five months Mm -hmm. five months you know and so i was like i just want to go home i'll just go to bimal you know and i'll just figure it out you know and and so my dad again hit me with the what's the definition of insanity you know and i had always been doing the same thing come to bimal in the summer and and just 
just chill, you know? And so I was like, dang, like I got to change it up. And so season ended. Um, I ended up coming home. I, I chilled for like two weeks and then boom, back out to Arizona Chandler. I moved in with, uh, it's crazy. My dad was a school teacher and, uh, there was this foreign kid that came. He was from Nigeria, Chiari Kobe, shout out to you, Chiari. Um, my, he just, he got really close with us and he, he was just, he was just really involved with us, saw me and my sisters grow. Well, fast forward time, he's staying in Chandler. Mm-hmm. And so my dad's like, hey, Zion's going to go be in Chandler. Like he's looking for a place to stay. And Chiadi's like, hey, I have an apartment. Like he can stay with me. So I ended up staying with Chiadi, bro. Nice. And so like he's he's Nigerian. All he listens to is Nigerian music. Like I got I got taste of a whole new culture, you know. And so like I stayed out there for like two and a half months just playing summer ball and just learning just being learning how to be a man you know Mm -hmm. be on my own you know but chiadi would have to go to work you know and so i was by myself 23 hours of the day you know and so but i sit back and think about it and like my mindset hasn't changed since that little freshman like this summer this past summer like i was still waking up at five like we didn't play till five o'clock seven o'clock at night and i was waking up at five in the morning Mm -hmm. i'd wake up at five in the morning do my devotional my bible reading i'd pray I was at the gym at 5.30, train from 5.30 to 7, go back to the house, eat like an egg, and then go to Chandler High School. And there was just a random cage just out in the middle of a grass field. And I would just hit from 8 to 10. And then 10, I'd go grab Chick-fil-A or Canes. Bro, I ate Canes like three times a day, bro. It was bad, bro. Like, I'm addicted to Canes. I'd go get Canes at like 11 in the morning. I'd eat. I'd go back to the apartment eat it, relax. I'd be out by like 1231. Mm-hmm. I'd knock out, wake up at like three. Cause we would play in Scottsdale, Scottsdale and Chandler's maybe like 20, 30 minutes with traffic, you know? And so I take a nap, wake up and I'm off to um, the talking stick facilities, you know? And so that was my, that was my summer, you know, like I had a big league routine, you know, like I was doing what big leaguers were doing. And after my games, when I played at five 30, we'd get done at seven I'd go watch the rookie ball guys play. It'd be like the D-backs against like the Angels or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'd go watch the the rookie ball guys play, you know, and that just made me love the game again. Just seeing those Dominican guys play, just just hearing them play their music and stuff like <laughs> the bro, chirps. They, bro, they just love the game, bro. Like yeah. what was also cool is nobody was in the stands, bro. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Like they were just playing. Like they have they have if if no if any of you guys have seen the the big league spring training fields like they're beautiful yeah and so they were just playing at a beautiful field they just had the d-backs jerseys on you know and they were just young guys like me and they were just playing just loving life you know and so i got to see drew jones play this summer that was sick you know um but just just having that mentality and because at the same time my co i don't have a coach our coach just mm-hmm. retired they're in the hiring process. I don't have a scholarship. So at the same time, um, I'm sending emails to South Mountain, to ASU, to U of A, trying to get these people to come watch me because at the same time, I'm trying to get a scholarship for next right. year. I still don't know where I'm going to go, you know? And so my mindset has been, I'm always trying to figure out where, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to play, you know? So this summer, thinking back, like I was, I was still posting videos on Twitter, tagging people, still trying to figure out because it's July, and school starts in August and I still don't know where I'm going to go, you know? And so that was rough for me, like not knowing where I was going to go, not knowing what I was going to do. Luckily, uh, our school co- hired coach Kevin Kimball. He was at a Phoenix college, took him to the 
World Series a couple of times, I think 2018, 2019, took him to the World Series and they won conference. And like, he's just a well-decorated coach, knows what he's talking about. And um, they hired him and he gave me a call like the end of July. And I was like, I'm in just because yeah. I had nothing else, you know? And um, um, I think I had to work out for Phoenix College, but like, I was just like, might as well just finish what I started there at, in Eastern, you know? And so he called me and, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm in, you know? And so, um, I was, I was just thankful that I had a place to go this next year or, or this year that I'm in now, you know? And so I, I went back home, I came back to the facility, trained, and then went back to Thatcher. I think, I think all of 2022, 2023, I was home for like two months like christmas and the two weeks the four weeks that i had in in summer you know and so it was just crazy you know to be a home be away from home for the first year of my life you know um when i first left home for school like i, I got depressed like i'm a i'm a big um like a home guy if i'm not yeah, training you have you have a really good support group yeah yeah you, literally so. just a group of two parents like all, all glory to god you know but um yeah i just when i'm in el paso like i don't hang out with friends like i just I'm just with my sisters, you know, and mm -hmm. so that those are my best friends, my sisters, you know, and so um, I think that was that was big for me to not be home, not be around the people I love to meet new people like Thatcher. If people don't know, like Thatcher is huge Mormon, like huge Mormon town. Like really? there's like there's like 12. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but there's like 12 temples like there's there's literally a Mormon church across the street from our campus. I didn't know like, that. It's huge. Like huh. I think our school is. Um, it was organized and put together like by the Mormon church of mm -hmm. Latter-day Saints, you know? And so it's just been crazy learning like um, a whole new uh, religion, like, um, but also on the other side, like knowing why I believe what I believe, knowing why I'm a Christian, knowing why, why I believe in God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've had a, a multiple times people come up to me and try to get me to convert to Mormonism, you know, but mm -hmm. that also strengthens my relationship with Christ you know, and they'll always be like, are you religious? Are you religious? And I always say I'm not religious because it's a relationship between me and God. It's not a religion. You know, yeah. religion puts boundaries and barriers on you, yeah. you know, and, and so it's yeah. always something you can turn to. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned God's plan a few times. Yeah. One of my favorite. So one of my favorite dudes I get on social media, he I want to say he plays football at TCU. He may have graduated wow. already, yeah. but um, he posts videos about. I think he helps out at his church. Uh, I think he's trying to become a preacher. Mm -hmm. um, and he, one of the things that was about God's plan, and he was talking about how, you know, it may seem like things aren't going your way. Yeah. Um, you're like, why, why are you like questioning God about, Hey, I want, like, I'm trying to do this. Like, why won't you let me do this? Yeah. And he's like, that's not the right mindset. He's like, think about it this way. You know, God has a plan for you. And, I don't remember his exact words. I'll yeah. have to find the video and show you afterwards, but he's like, God has a plan for you and it comes at a certain time. Yeah. And he knows that if he gives it, if you get what you want too early, you're going to act differently. Literally. Like, yeah. He said, you're going to act differently. He's like, he has a plan for you and he wants you to achieve the things he has set forth for you, but he yeah. wants you to stay the same person, keep yeah. the same mindset Literally, and yeah. appreciate the journey that led you yeah down his yeah. down the his to, towards his plan yeah and i don't think people understand that because they're like because like for me you could say for me out of high school i'm like i'm going to division one like my freshman year 
if um Daryl Hernaiz, mm-hmm. he was a senior, and we we were literally playing a JV game, like official JV game, and they stopped our game so he could take BP. There was like ten scouts, and they were all had their tripods, their iPads, and they were just recording him, you know. And so I saw that he was signed to Texas Tech, didn't end up going, ended up going in the fifth round, but um. I saw that and I was like, I'm I'm going to Texas Tech. Like mm-hmm. I'm going D1 at a high school. And so sitting back and looking and being like, dude, I would not be ready. Like out of high school, I was so not ready. Yeah. Like not physically, not baseball wise, not mentally. Like I was not ready at all to go somewhere or division one at all, you know? And so there's a verse that uh, I found my uh, senior year of high school and it's John 13, seven. It says, uh, Jesus replied, you do not understand what I am doing now, but someday you will. You know, and so that has just been something that I I kind of live by now, you know, because a lot of times you sit back and think like, like you said, like, why am I going to this? You know, Mm -hmm. like for me, like I wanted to play football. That was my dream. That was my goal. That was who I am. Like. I'm the only baseball player on both sides of my family. Come from a big football yeah, family. Like <laughs> my dad played football. My cousins play football. Even some of my little cousins that are girls play football. And I'm like, bro, like I've never even played football, bro. Like <laughs> I was so upset with God. But for those of you that don't know, like I only have one kidney and um, they had to take it out because it wasn't working. And it was, it was, gonna, if, if I didn't take it out, it would have developed cancer, you know? And so. Um, I was really mad at God for that because that's who I was going to be. You know, I was going to be a football player, you know? And so when you really sit back and think about it and you you think that God took that away from you, but he didn't because he always had this plan for me, you know? And so when I sit back and I think about my journey and I really think about what God has done in my life, I'm like, man, like you, cause sometimes you just sit back and you think about like, what if, what mm-hmm. if, you know? And so I guess that's not good to think about, but like, I let my mind wander places right. like that, you know? And so I like to sit back and just think about it and like sitting back, like, I don't think I'd be a good football player, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm like five eleven, six <laughs> foot on a good day, bro. Like I probably wouldn't even made it out of El Paso, you know? And so just, just seeing how far I've came, you know, and yeah. giving God praise, you know? And so, um, like this whole, this whole fall, like I was struggling, like I couldn't touch a ball. Like my, my numbers were through the roof, bro. Like mm-hmm. if off a tee on both sides, lefty and righty, like one on one. my bat speed is like 82 miles an hour, 83 miles an hour, on both sides. Like my numbers are stupid, but I couldn't touch the ball. Like yeah. I couldn't figure it out. And then there's a, there's a, there's a scripture that Psalms 34, one, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises, you know? And so for me, that really touched me because life isn't always ups, you know, and so in life isn't always downs, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, my exit meeting with my coach this fall, he was like, Zion, if you hit a home run every time you went up to the plate, would you be working as hard as you're working right now? I said, heck no, like these 5 a.m. mornings, like, no, I would not be doing that. And he was like, it's these times, these downs, these valleys that makes the top of the hill that much better. Yes. You know, and that goes back to what uh, Coach Mike Norvell said, you know, hard work guarantees you nothing, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm just so thankful for what I'm at right now. And even still right now, like I'm in here every day working my butt off. And what is that going to guarantee me? A good season? No, like that doesn't guarantee you anything. It sets you up to be in the best place to have a good season. But there's still no no guarantee, you know. And yeah. so I think that's that's what I'm loving about my my spot right now. There's the assistant coach at Eastern um, men's basketball coach, coach Chris, 
he's I was watching their practice one time and he he told the guys, he said, be where your feet are, you know, and, and that just stuck with me. Be where your feet are, because a lot of times as an athlete, even as a Christian, you tend to try to where's my life going to be? Where am mm -hmm. I going to be in five years? Where am I going to be in 10 years? And the Bible says, let tomorrow worry about itself. Yes. You know? And so for me, that's, that's what I've been up to lately has been like, I'm going to just enjoy where I'm at right now. You know? Cause I used to be the point where like, I have to go to Bible. Like I have to go to Bible. Like I, or like I have to get my work in and like my time with my parents while I'm in town. And last year was only two months. Like it was hurting because while I'm in town, supposed to be spending time with my family, I'm here, you know? And that's not bad, but like, I was too like punctual about it. Like it just something I had to give, you know? And so now I'm like, you know what? Like I've just, I've went to have lunch with my dad a couple of times. Like, and it's just like, I'm just trying to enjoy my time here. Cause I know at the end of the day, like life goes on, you know, and it's so much more than baseball. And so I'm just so excited to see what this year holds. You know, it's just, there's so much in the unknown and that's what makes yeah. it so beautiful. It's just the unknown. And I was telling my coach, like, I love this time because you don't know. You literally don't know. I know in one of my posts and one of my Instagram posts, let me pull it up. Um, this was actually during the summer. There's a picture of me posting in the summer. Um, I put, um, there's a lot of answers I don't have, but I'm gonna just keep going. Yeah. You know? And so that's literally where I'm at. Like, I can't tell you how many people have, Zion, so where are you going to go next year? Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. You I'm know? just going to worry about what I can control yeah, take it one day at like, a time. I don't know. You know, and that's one of the things that I did at Andrus is my dad was like, write down everything that you're stressed for this year. And I wrote down everything um, that I won't get a scholarship, that I won't play good, that I want this, that I want that. And I wrote down everything. And it was like a whole paper. And he was like, now cross out everything you can't control. And it was like 98% of the things <laughs> on paper. And the only thing I couldn't control was like, the only thing that I could control was like work hard, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to be average, you know? And so I, I, I really focused on, okay, what can you control? What could you control? And so that kind of translated to this fall. Whereas now this fall I'm batting 111. Um, I'm like struggling. I can't hit the ball, but now my mindset is like control what you can control. Like at the, at the showcase there at GCU, I struck out twice, you know, but I'm like, I know there's scouts in the stands, you know, the last thing you want to see is me throw my helmet and mm -hmm. that eliminates you immediately. Oh yeah. You know? And so what can, what could Zion control? So for me, walk back to the dugout, get my stuff, always hustling on and off the field, just looking like I love the game, you know? And so um, I had a coach from uh, Hope University. That's the only coach that called me out of the showcase. Um, Hope University is an NAIA in California. And he said, Hey Zion, like, I don't know where you're going to end up. He was like, but just seeing you play, like, I know you love the game. I know you love the game. You were talking to guys from other junior colleges that you didn't even know laughing, cracking jokes. Like you were having fun. And he was like, I didn't, I know you didn't have a good performance or you didn't have a, a phenomenal performance. He was like, but I could tell you love the game. And then he was like, I know wherever you're going to go, you're going to hit a lot of bombs. And I was like, Oh, let's go. Like <laughs> he sees it, you know, but uh, shout out the coaches over there. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's just been something like, that's been like the, the, the theme of my life. Like just the unknown, the uncertainty, like I've had two surgeries. I should have died twice. I had surgery on my neck, you know, and it's just like, God, why, 
you know? Mm-hmm. And that's all I, that's, I remember sitting in my backyard yelling at God because I wanted to play football. And I remember my dad telling me stories of when I was like four years old, I was in the hospital and I had like a blood disease where I stopped breathing and they had to stick a whole bunch of tubes down my throat and get air, air to me. And he would tell me the stories of him and my mom yelling and arguing and just blaming God for all this stuff. And like, you just sit back and you forget like how far you've come, everything you've come through. Like, like I remember the Zion that would sit in the bathroom during lunch at America's and eat lunch by himself. And I'm like, I see myself now and I'm like, dang God, like you've brought me through so much, you know, but at the same time life rolls, it, it snowballs, you know, and sometimes you forget and you, you let life get to you, you mm-hmm. know, and you forget everything God has brought you through, you know? And so that has just been for me, like, this year is just enjoying where I'm at, you know, and, and I just mean, mean one of my friends on the team bones, we just cruise around Thatcher, like, and some of the girls on the basketball team, we just cruise around. And a lot of people, when they leave, they say, Oh, I'm not going to miss Thatcher. I hate this place. But like, I used to say that last year, but this year I'm like, this was so monumental in my life. Mm-hmm. Thatcher, like, I don't think I could ever forget it. Like being home. Like I, I want to go back. Like, right. like you stayed down the hall, like, us and basketball are in the same hall. Like I can look out my door and like say what's up to one of my boys who's a hooper. And like, we're just like, we go on Walmart runs for nothing. We just go, you know? And like, it's that type of a small town. Like people go on dates at Walmart. Like, you know, it's legit. If you see two people at Walmart, like that's a staple. That's like like small town, bro. But like, like you said, like people don't think, or like, I don't think I was ready to go division one at high school, mm-hmm. you know, but now I feel like mentally uh, I'm more prepared, you know, and, and yeah. physically, obviously there's always room for improvement. I can get better, you know? And so I'm just so excited to see what God does, man. I'm just, it's just been a long, long roller coaster, yeah. far from straight, you know, and it's a lot of twists, a lot of turns in three different high schools, you know, and, and, and just one scholarship out of, out of high school, you know, and so now I'm at Thatcher in Arizona year two, you know, and so it's 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 a big year. I'm yeah. excited, man. Dude, I'm I'm excited to see what you do. Yeah. Do you do you guys know who you start up against? I think we play Luna. Okay. Luna first series of the season. Yeah. Um cool. I'm I'm excited, man. Like it's it's just so much anticipation, mm-hmm. you know, and so for me, I'm 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 really big into mentality, you know, and so um it's really a lot of like like I, I got to see um I forgot his name. It's he he was like uh he's like a 30-year-old playing for the Rockies. He like barely made his debut. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I forgot he, his name. he spent like he spent like 10 years in, in the, the minors. minors. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to find him because I want to give him credit. Um I think it's like Gerald or something like that. Um, dang it, bro. He played for the Rockies. No, but I got to see him play because the summer going into my senior year, I would just go watch the Chihuahuas. Like, mm-hmm. um, um, ex mayor, um, dang, I forgot his name. I I think I can get one it of, right now. One of the ex mayors, oh um, uh, D Margo, he's really cool with my my dad, mm-hmm. and so he would give me tickets, parking tickets, so I'd park right across the street. And um, this is sad, but um, I would try to invite girls like to go on dates and stuff <laughs> and they would not come with me, bro. I'm like, how much better do you want this to get? Like, 
I have free tickets for you, bro. Like we're parked across the street and they still wouldn't come. I'm like, bro, Dude, what is wild, going man. on, bro? Like I couldn't get a girl to come with me, bro. Like looking back, I just laugh, but like I was like, no way. Like yeah. this is the gold. Like mm-hmm. we have sweet tickets. Like I'm like, no way. Like, but, but you can't the, the way I've seen it, you know. You can't you can't force that kind yeah. of thing, you know. Looking back, like that time alone at those two hours games was monumental, you mm-hmm. know. And his name is Winton Bernard. Winton Bernard, shout out to Winton. I text him. I got to see him one of his games here in El Paso. Um, I think he was with the Isotopes. Mm-hmm. And um I just texted him and I just said, Hey Winton, like I got to see you here in El Paso and I just I just love the way you handled yourself, you know, not not by the good things you did, just by how the way you handled yourself when you failed. And I said, by seeing you, it encouraged me to just keep pushing. And he 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 actually reached out back to me and he said, means a lot to me. Thanks for recognizing and reaching out. Really appreciate it. And so that was pretty cool to see like these big leaguers, like they're still trying to pursue a dream too, yeah. you know? And so to finally see him make his big league debut, like shout out to Wins and Mallard. I know he just got traded. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Another Rocky. Um another another Rocky. He's a pitcher. Yeah. Um Lucas Gilbreth. I think I've heard that. He's definitely yeah. he he's a he's got a big social media presence. Yeah. He's a left-handed reliever for the Rockies, okay. but he's been he's on the Rockies. And I've like one day I was just scrolling through TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, Yeah, like he's like, if you want help with like mechanics, anything like that, he's like, Yeah, just shoot me a DM. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what see happens, what happens yeah. man. So I shoot him a DM. Sure enough, 10 minutes later, Jeez. he has a full breakdown Dang. written up about like things he sees, like what I, what do oh, you think you just he sent him a video? I, yeah, it was like a side video and then one from behind. Dang. And he, yeah, literally That's crazy. broke it down. Yeah, look, like, I don't know if the messages will load. Yeah, oh, look. Oh, geez, yeah. Like I sent him this and- That's like a full conversation. Right, there. and I was like, dude, what a cool guy, man. Like, dude, I think yeah. people forget that- They're human. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, and then like, you know, even even Ivan, you know, yeah. I you know I I knew him. I played a little bit with him in high school. Played against him, and um, I shot him a DM, and he got back to me three minutes later. And was like, wow. yeah, I can be down there in an hour. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, he's man. in El Paso right now. Uh, yeah, he was. He was but then yeah. he uh he just he I went back. He, yeah. yeah, he went back. He went to UT. Yeah, we for a we bit. like we put these famous influencers and these these big time names on a pedestal mm-hmm. but we forget they're human right you know and so like for me i always see people and like we cruise down downtown me and my dad because my dad's from juarez he was born and raised in juarez um he didn't come over till he was 12 him and his nine siblings and his mom a single mom her husband my grandpa he brought him over and six months later he died and so they they wrote they got raised in a in a single mom parent home and it was nine of them, you know, and so my dad didn't even speak English. He was like just struggling, you know, and so seeing all this border crisis, the crisis on the border and just all these immigrants, you know, like it's touching, you know. And so like for me, I always say I don't want to be famous. Like I want to have impact. Like me and my dad cruised down downtown last year and just the border right there and just there's hundreds of immigrants down there. And it's just it's sad, you know, because these people probably traveled hundreds of miles from Cuba, South America, just to get to the U.S., you know, looking for just freedom, you know, you know. And so for me, like, I want to make money to bless people, 
like I, I I've always had that tug in my heart where like a little kid's crying when someone just takes a picture with them or someone just gives them their batting gloves or something small like that. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, like I want to touch people like that, you know, and I just want to show the love of God to people, you know. And so that's what I'm just trying to do, you know, is I'm working my butt off and like it's it's funny because this this fall, um, while the girls basketball team was conditioning in the morning, I would be up running too. And um it'd be like five, five thirty in the morning and they're getting ready for season. And so one of the days I was running, I was doing some sprints and um, the coach stopped their practice and they would just look at me, watch me run. <laughs> and later in that day, I saw all the girls in the cafeteria and they were like, our coach gave us homework to ask you, why do you work so hard? And so I was like, what? And she was like, coach told us your, your, uh, your season doesn't start till January and you're out here sprinting when we're out here. And they were like, why do you work so hard? And I was like, let me get back to you because I don't know why I work so hard. Like, on the spot right like, now. I literally don't know. Like I, I sat down and I was thinking about it. I was like, what sounds good? And I was like, and so I was like, I was just thinking so hard about what to say. So I called my dad and he was like, well, why are you working hard? And I was like, I want to be the first player drafted out of Eastern, you know? And so they've never had a player drafted out of their Juco, you know? And so I just think that that's, that's like a goal of mine mm -hmm. to be drafted. But I told my dad after this summer watching all those rookie ball guys, I was like that I can get drafted in the last round and they give me maybe like 15,000. And I was like, you're the, I'm the type of guy you could just leave in the minors, leaving the minors, let grind, you know? And I, I, I hear my friends sometimes talking in Juco and they're like, I don't want to get drafted unless it's like top three rounds. I'm like, bro, like you may never get that opportunity. I'm like, again. let's be realistic, bro. Like, I just love the game. I want to mm -hmm. play, you know? And so for me, the lifestyle is living this summer, just waking up and it's just baseball, just living life. And it's just baseball, you know? And that's just so awesome. I loved it, you know? And I didn't have to think of homework and essays yeah. and stuff like that. I was just baseball, you know? And just, and I was like, dad, like, I think if I get an opportunity this year, I might take it, you know, just because I love the game. Like, just leave me in the minors and let me grind. Like, just do what I'm doing now. Like, let me grind and work my way up. Like, I know things, I mean, there's grass is not always green on the other side, you know, but um, I just love the game. I love the process, you know, and, and I like to say I'm not better than everyone. I'm just willing to fail more. You know, I'm just willing to go out there and push the limits more than other people are because everyone wants to play to their strengths. Everyone. Mm -hmm. Even my senior year when I barely started switch hitting in the fall while people were – uh, trying to hit home runs in fall league and winter league here I was going lefty striking out all these at bats lefty strikeout 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 and I was like I was pissed because I wanted to just freaking hit home runs like everybody because it was cool yeah you know but here I am playing to my weaknesses playing to my weaknesses and I think I got that from Kobe because Kobe said that he when he was younger and he was trying to come up he'd play left-handed so by season time he can go finish with it whatever hand yeah you know and so I think that's what the mindset I got that from was I'm playing to my weaknesses right now. So come season time, I had more home runs lefty than I did righty. And I'm a natural righty, you mm -hmm. know? And so I, I don't think like that's that's a um, coincidence, you know? I think you you have to set yourself up for success, you know? But it's definitely a mindset. Like I'm willing to fail, you know? And, and I want people to know that, you know, I'm not perfect. Right. You know? And so I'm excited. But yeah, these these people that that are 
that are big timers like they're human too like mm-hmm. they make mistakes they make they fail too you know and so hearing that story about ivan now two months after he signed he wanted to retire like that's crazy to me because here i am in juco in the middle of nowhere trying to get where he's at and he wanted to retire you know and so that's just encouraging to to really sit back and think like yeah everyone's human you know and so i'm just excited man this yeah. is what happens Dude. I'm super excited for you. And I know everybody here at the facility yeah, it wants nothing but the best for you. Yeah. So I mean, I'm happy to see you. I'm, I'm really excited to see what you do this season, yeah. but Zion, thank, thanks yes, for coming definitely. on, man. Definitely. Really appreciate you sharing your story. Oh yeah. Something like that, but definitely, man. It, have to do it again sometime a year from oh. now. See where, <laughs> see where I'm at in a year. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're in the triple digit episodes. Oh then, yeah. That'll so. be crazy. Yeah. I, I've been seeing you going off. I've been seeing you all over Instagram. So no, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep advertising you and try to try to get a bigger. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Definitely, man. It's good being here. Definitely.